0: The world continues to change daily. What can we take away from Carlton's loss to Richmond round one? Clip or clap? Do we have an injury curse? Poor Sam Doherty. Membership refunds? Where do we stand? Tragedy for the AFLW Blues. The Northern Blues are no longer? We discuss these and more on the Blue Baggers podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Blue Baggers Podcast. I'm Chris and I have Andy here with me, but first and foremost, I hope everybody's doing well. Andy, how are you doing?
1: I'm really good, thanks, Chris. Really good.
0: Yep, coping?
1: Getting yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a weird time. A really weird time. But uh, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well as well.
0: Yeah, so on this show we're going to discuss, we're going to do the review of the Richmond game. We know we're a bit late on this one, but um, we figured we hadn't done it. We wanted to do it We took some notes whilst we watched it. And uh, we're going to hold on to the one game of football we've got for as long as we can, I guess. Well,
1: it's the most recent game. Yeah. So we're not getting another one
0: too soon anyway. Yep. And then um, for some following shows and the future shows, we're pretty excited to make a big announcement, Andy. You can do this.
1: All right, I'll do it. We're um, we're going to interview a, a Carlton player, an ex Carlton player, or an old Carlton player. Colt uh, Carlton player Vinnie Cotoggio
0: Vinnie Cotoggio so we're in, we're,
1: in, we're, in, we're in talks with Vinny at the moment um, obviously we would have liked um, in the old world climate that we could have sat down in the basement and done the interview however trying to uh, work out how we can deal with all this technological uh, stuff and see if we can work it out soon but Vinnie Cotoggio will be on and obviously if you've got any questions that you want us to ask him during the uh during the chat please send it through on twitter or or facebook or email us or or whatever so that'd be great
0: yeah the great man vinnie cotoggio that, the great man that's exciting isn't it it's unfortunate for us that we're not going to get to meet him and uh you know yeah. talk to him face to face but it won't make a difference for the show so
1: pretty like excited said, by that he was he was in the cult cult 22 absolutely finish that one off
0: Yep, so we're going to have to do some of our research so we can come up with some pointy questions for him.
1: So the Colt 22, we've still got the midfield and the back line to go, so... That's exactly right, that's, So I think that'll be the next one?
0: Yeah, the Colt 22, I reckon that'll be the next yep. episode we do. We need to revisit. We've wanted to, yep. but um, other things have gotten in the way. But we started that last year, and as you said, we did the forward line. We'll yep. now move on to the mids, so that's inclusive of followers, yeah, uh, wing, centre, so send us through your nominations Colt player, yeah. as we've said before not the best Carlton players the Colt Carlton players which obviously Vinnie Cotoggio is one of those
1: Yeah, he was named in the Ford pocket, we've also got a few really good ideas for like um, top 22 Carlton players and for, for different kind of uh, groups so we'll, yeah. we'll look at doing that and uh, a few draft ones which we won't give it too much away but we'll look at doing probably in the next, over the next couple of months when I think we're mainly homebound.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for doing an unlikable 22. So all the other clubs are all time. I like the unlikable. Yeah. I'm not going to say hate because my mum told me (laughs) never to use that word, (laughs) but I'll go with unlikable. (laughs) So that's exciting. So we'll love to put that out on social media and get everybody's feedback because we'll probably all have uh, some different players and some different ideas there. And we're also yeah we're going to do uh, players with talent that didn't probably reach their full potential and conversely those what players the probably co- the did- coulda beans yeah yep so the coulda beans and then those um, as well flip side is those that probably didn't have a whole lot of talent but eked every sort of bit of it out so I like it yeah pretty excited for those ones so stay There'll in contact will be coming out next week yeah we won't be as long between pods we do apologise no
1: we'll you have been travelling the Victorian countryside prior to everything getting shut down. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. So we headed up north um, to the Murray and had a great yep. sort of four or five nights away. Had to cut that holiday short because the authorities called us back, but uh, yep. had some How wonderful was it, time. Mate? Oh, it was it was amazing. Just yep. camping by the Murray River to that ourselves. No one, no one within a hundred meters of us. Beautiful.
1: Excellent. Those cockatoos oh, were back the there too, regime. Andy.
0: Hey. The old cockies were back <laughs> In big numbers
1: <laughs> well, I thought you said cockies um, yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the uh, Richmond and uh, Carlton game review You've had a lot of time to think about it So what's your kind of thoughts on it now? Yeah,
0: it makes it easier, makes it harder When you've got hindsight, and especially this time Look, I wasn't yeah. too upset by it uh, the, you know, the outcome or the result wasn't what we were after But interesting sort of scenario Playing in front of an empty crowd At the MCG opening round <laughs> Uh, my takeout is that is probably what I thought it was going to be, so on par with sort of my expectations. How about yourself?
1: Um, yeah, look, I was. It's weird. I mean, if you Asked me on the night, I would have been different. And yeah, a couple of days, like you said, we've had time to kind of maybe soften on it. It was pretty disappointing, um, particularly that first quarter. Um, there, though, there were it was it was pretty similar to our practice matches where it was I a think real our yeah, but our overall games have been pretty ordinary but there's just been really good highlights from certain players and some good signs more from individual players rather than us as a team so and I think that was pretty indicative of the uh, Richmond game where we saw some great highlights from obviously Jack Martin and, and Cripps and a few of the others but I think the game and and us as a team in terms of overall disposal efficiency and um and our skill levels was really ordinary and um richmond just got out to a great start and probably took the uh foot off the accelerator in the second half which allowed us to get back into it
0: yeah and we played this game different to how we played those other pre-season games where we'd got off to a good start and then faded late so it was flipped upside down really
1: yeah exactly right and um oh let's go through a few of the uh key points that you picked up through the game chris have you got any for me
0: well Jack Martin to start looked great in navy blue and uh, put in one hell of a performance especially that third period so he delivered everything we we're hoping we'd get from him one game but uh, he showed a lot didn't he?
1: He did yeah and we've said in um, previously and for especially with his practice matches he just looks that x-factor and that polish that we have lacked for a lot of uh, a lot of years and I think he's a really really good player and yeah, can't wait to see more of him. But four goals in that third quarter was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and obviously Paddy Cripps stood up. I thought it was one of his better games that he's played, and he's played a lot of good games for Carlton in his career so far. But yeah, when he needed to, he led from the front and you know amassed a lot of possessions but had a hu- huge amount of influence on the game.
1: Yeah, so look, I mean, the kind of players I took away was, um, was Martin... Crips, as you mentioned, but I mean, I think some of the defenders were great. I thought Weedering was a real standout on Tom Lynch. Um, I, Tom Lynch didn't score a goal, which is, you know, for, for a bloke I'm not sure who's... he took a mark, did he? No, I don't think he did. So Weedering looks like one of those players that really is going to have a big, you know, was going to have a big year. Um, really looks composed and has taken that step up where, you know, you really trust him with the ball. Were a couple of years ago when he had that bit of the off season, uh, the off season in the second season. But now he's just looking, um, just so composed. And you know, if you can take on players like like Lynch, you know, it's a lot of confidence going forward. And it's a shame that we have to we have to stop it after that game because that would have been great for him.
0: Yeah, he justified all the hype in the preseason. What. You know the track watchers have been saying about him, what we've been saying about him. We put it forward as a proposal. Could he be all Australian? Well, based on the form, albeit very limited, he easily could be. So yeah, he was very impressive.
1: And I thought Jones as well um, always looks good, doesn't he? We
0: well, he got beaten. I mean, early, he had a bit he? of a.
1: He did, and there was yeah. some of the particularly early for Rewalt, but Rewalt he was on the end of some disposals from that mid- midfield where I don't think anyone could have stopped it when it's it was put a couple of times you know it was
0: fast and direct uh, wasn't it it's a straight down his throat
1: how how can you how can you actually stop a, a ball that's you know taken right in front of you you know he was he had some beautiful leads and you can't do anything as a defender without giving away the free kick so i thought jones was a bit unlucky but um you know i think he kind of held his end in the end um obviously Rewald had a really good game, but you know he does look alright, Jones. And I think he's carrying on the same kind of form that he had in the in the preseason.
0: Any other observations from the
1: game? Yeah, look, I um I think that we were talking about with Betts being out, who was the next best person to come in. I think Cunningham didn't do a lot, but um, I thought in the first quarter he kind of showed that. Um, that's why we got him in. You know, we were talking about he wasn't. The next best player to be brought into Carlton, but he was the next best player for that role that we we're missing, which was Betts. And I thought um, he looked lively at times. Um, he obviously didn't have the most impactful game. You know, he kicked two goals, which is what you kind of wanted. You know, what you want from someone who's coming into that side to to fill that role. Um, but I thought it was a really good move by Teague and the match committee to put him in.
0: All right, Andy, so what are some other observations you have for the game? I know you're a keen note-taker when you're watching.
1: Yeah, I am. Look, I just think, like I said a bit before, the the disposal efficiency was was really poor from us. Um, I just noticed a set of field. um, I noticed one in, I think it was the second quarter. He just literally just bombed it into our forward 50 when there was no pressure on him. And he could have had the time to compose himself and and put it somewhere, at least put it to some sort of advantage. Um, I thought Murphy, um, who you know generally is a good user of the football, I thought he had um, some shocking disposal um, when he wasn't under pressure. You know, he misses he missed a kick into the um, into the Ford Fifty um, in the in the last quarter. Luckily, I think Sylvani kicked the goal. But I, I just again, it's a real concern that. You know, you know, we we're talking about individual players here. That that's the highlight for us. But it's things like skills and disposal efficiency, and these really basics that you'd think by round one, we've had a preseason, we've had plenty of training. I, I just don't understand why that's still such a big issue for me and or for the team. And I think Teague kind of touched on it as well, and acknowledged that the skills weren't great.
0: Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. There's a big contrast between Richmond and Carlton's execution of those skills and we talked about how Jones had a couple kicked on him early that he probably couldn't have done much about because they were just clinical we weren't and yeah you mentioned sort of that bombing forward again I guess conversely to that um Cowboy's skill and how much he stood out as a result of being clean and executing properly I thought he had a great game
1: yeah look I reckon that was an unbelievable game from SBS um, who's my boy for the year um which I like just to to add all the time, just to remind you. You went out on a limb with that one, didn't you? No, look, I mean, you, me, and Terry, we all, um, we we had our boys for the year. And I know probably Terry's and and your man um, in Cunningham and Terry had... um, Cedarfield. Terry had Cedarfield. I mean, SPS is a better player than those two, but it's more about um, the kind of ceiling they can hit. And I think SPS... The, the kind of thing that what I was saying is my boy for the year that he can just take this massive step up and I think from what we've seen in the um, in the uh, we didn't see it in the preseason game and we we're a bit worried about him coming into um, in the Richmond game when he only played a half the week before for the Northern Blues but he was unbelievable and that's exactly what we need from uh, Petrovsky Seaton it'd be just great to see him get just a little bit more of that ball because he can use it so beautifully that you know it can only do great things for us can't it
0: yeah I was super impressed with him. I thought it was a great game. It looked like he hadn't missed a beat, even though he had been out for a while. Um, and I thought he looked the most assured, ball in hand. Fantastic performance from him.
1: So, going back to the disposal efficiency, Richmond were eighty percent disposal efficiency to our sixty nine percent, and over the course of the game, over the course of the game, yeah, yeah over the yes, yeah, sorry, over the course of the game, and efficiency inside fifty inside fifty was. Um, Fifty four percent for uh, Richmond and thirty nine to us. So it just goes to show that um, at the end of the day, you are going to have to you are going to have to use the ball, you know, properly. You can't just you can't win games, especially not against teams, you know, with the quality of Richmond. When you when you are just butchering the ball or you are not looking to hit a target, you are just bombing it forward. And I just thought that you know the conditions were pretty good there's no excuse it wasn't a wet game and the pre-season games have been you know good weather as well and we just haven't really been able to break through and we you know with our disposal and it just looks really ordinary
0: yeah looking at sort of the game style and trying to make some observations there i had a bit of an issue with how many easy goals Richmond strolled into they sort of carried from outside the 50 with no defensive pressure and kicked it you know from 45 40 meters um, and they got out the back far too easily and there's no real accountability there so you notice that yourself
1: yeah no that's it Um, and it's it is always hard you know we've played some we played um, Brisbane who you know we were an awesome team last year in Richmond. So we've, we've had some good competition over the preseason. I mean, Fremantle aren't, aren't too bad either. But those two teams really kind of, they show you up a little bit with how good they are by foot. And Richmond are just uh, a class above Carlton by looking at that game. It was uh, quite disappointing.
0: Yeah, I'm just not sure whether it was the defensive structure broke down or Richmond was just too quick and clinical. But it's something we'll certainly have to keep an eye on because it did happen over the preseason. As well, you know, you're gifting those goals after a lot of hard work and trying to trap the ball in your own forward 50 to see it just come out that quickly and easily.
1: And it wouldn't be a game without seeing Cruiser get injured again. The poor bloke.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Yep. injury after injury. He's he's missed he's missed a lot of football since he's been um drafted, um, and it's just you know you wouldn't. He seems like one of those blokes that, you know, you wouldn't wish. No one would wish that upon anyone. But I mean, Cruz is—he's even loved by other, other team uh, supporters, and that Cruz is kind of one of those lovely blokes. And he just always seems to to get these kind of weird injuries, and it's a foot again body. which he's had in the past. But yeah, he's just you know. So that was that was bad, and, and it again it throws and the out, It throws out our spine. Yeah. Yeah, it happened with first quarter,
0: didn't it? And we didn't have a backup so, ruck selected, and we're already down on tall fours no, and it. hoping Casbolt can play a full game there. So, so. no
1: Kerno, no Mackay. So, we've got Mc- McGovern and Casbolt. And, and then that means we have to throw Casbolt, obviously, into the ruck, who-, who is our second ruck at the moment when we didn't pick Pitt and Epp or we didn't play Tom Conning. And then you're just relying on McGovern, who generally should be that kind of third tall at this stage he hasn't shown us um, or he doesn't get he's not above um, Mackay or or Kerno. so you, you're really just kind of you're throwing the game plan and you know maybe that's what really hurt Carlton initially maybe we should give more credit to Carlton for for you know rectifying what was a real blowout in the first quarter and, and maybe adapting that game style to suit because McGovern um, I didn't think McGovern looked too bad actually
0: no he was he was just missing a bit of touch that's all it was. Yeah. It was just a bit of touch, and he hasn't played. He hadn't played a lot of football leading into that game, so he got himself in the right areas, and he was just about, but uh, quite a few times, just missed out. So, yeah, just a bit of touch for him, I think.
1: And McGovern's always been a, a bit like that, hasn't he? I mean, we saw last year when he missed a bit of footy. He comes back, he makes these huge athletic leaps, and he's just that kind of half a second off. So it really shows with McGovern because he's such an athletic kind of player, but um he just yeah, you're right. His timing kind of is a little bit off, but he, he's a smart footballer. I'm sure that you know just with some consecutive games, he'll uh, he'll find that you know great form back again.
0: Yeah, the quite a few times look looked like he that probably took four fifths of the mark, but just missed out. So yeah. yeah, no problems there. And look, in terms of that fumbly I thought Cunningham was the same. To be honest, and. Yeah, you know, he missed a little bit of the preseason. That's because he got dropped for the game, which is different to McGovern. But I think that showed, and we know he's a confidence player, so I sort of question the wisdom of not having him play you know, in the seniors throughout the whole preseason. But you've got a slightly different take on that, I know. Oh,
1: no, look, I, I tend to agree with that. But, I mean, he just wasn't... Um, oh, no, I agree that the fact that that would have been... Confidence would have been a massive thing for it. But, I mean, he wasn't in our best... To be to be playing those games, and I just think that it was a bit of a, like I said, the only reason Cunningham got a game was because Bets was out. He Cunningham wasn't the next best in line to play. Um, he just he filled the role, and um, look, I thought he looked pretty good for, like I said, for for how he came in for Bets. But yeah, he was he was missing a little bit as well, but still kicked the two goals, so I'm pretty happy with that.
0: Look, I've just got another observation too, and it's sort of concerning the opposition. This one is. Mm-hmm how they tend to get away with a lot sort of off the ball and some of those more prickish acts and that unsociable football, which when you're the opposition, you hate seeing it, but I would love Carlton to do more of that. And know we've said it quite a few times about needing a bit of mongrel, but I think it's across the whole team. Yep. And they get away with a lot, yep. and it's smart. If you can do it, you keep doing it. And if you get away with it, keep doing it. And you know, I wish we were a bit yeah, more ruthless right. that
1: yeah. way. Yeah, well, I think... Um the thing about that kind of um, brand of football, you have to get the kind of basics right and teams like um, Richmond who do get the basics right can afford to then add that kind of dimension onto their game I don't think Carlton, I think we need to probably go back to basics a little bit before we start doing it, even though it would be good to see but you need to be able to back it up when you're kind of doing that stuff. If you know Yeah look,
0: I mean. I'm not talking about getting in the face, that sort of thing, I'm talking about the blocks, the holes, the little bit of Niggle to help you out, not to sort of, you know, be a hero. Oh, yeah.
1: So more the kind of one percenters off the ball. If, yeah, just, if just what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're on the ground, hold your man down an extra second so he can't get up to the next play.
1: Yeah, look, I don't I don't mind that as a um as an idea. Absolutely. All right. Before we uh, um,
0: obviously cl- clip and clap, we'll go clip on and to clap. individual players. Yeah. But you've got any other observations that aren't sort of player related, go um, through that notebook of yours.
1: Oh, I'm ch- it's it's so extensive that I'm very Eddie
0: McGuire just... like, aren't you?
1: <laughs> Dang, don't be don't be harsh. Um, <laughs> oh, do you know? Do you know one observation I got? Yeah. Third quarter, I oh, know. Sorry, second quarter. I've written McGovern sore again. It looked like, didn't it, for a, the a little bit? The, McGovern. the classic McGovern. It, it looked like the classic McGovern being injured <laughs> again. But thank God he I wasn't. Came back. But when you have cruiser, when you have cruiser off. Um, and then you're relying on McGovern because of Kaz Bolton. He runs off, and it was, it was a really... It was I a track was, suit um, top on yeah,
0: time? I can't um, remember. Did the go on?
1: I don't, think, I don't think he went as far as a track suit, but okay. I was I was really concerned that he'd injured himself. Um, yeah, look, the thing about the Thursday night games, so that's our 10th loss to Richmond in a row, by the way.
0: Didn't have to say that. Things are bad enough as it is. Yeah. That's just mean.
1: I know, but look... I, I was speaking to, to one, of my, uh, one of my friends who's not a Carlton supporter, but he's a, he's a St Kilda supporter, but he's, he's a kind of big Carlton man. You know what I mean? Like he's probably a second team. So um, old grubby Ben, he reckons um, that it was a three out of ten performance from Carlton and that we shouldn't keep the Thursday night game. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I'll dismiss that straight away. You're not going to award the games based on who's won or who's lost them. Carlton Richmond got his No, it but it's a good
1: discussion point.
0: Well, yeah, so tell me your reckons, thoughts.
1: Grubby reckons that base Well, look, I don't want Carlton to lose the Thursday night game, but what Grubby's saying is that I mean, we've probably con- we've lost 10 games in a row. The, he reckons he's a lot harsher on Carlton's performance than I think you and I. You know, I'd probably give them a the, probably a 6 out of 10. Um but I think the point is is it a, is it a good spectacle? was that a good spectacle that game I know it was hard when there's no crowd and things like that but I don't know, do you know have what? a look it's... at
0: the crowd numbers have a look at the TV ratings for how it is you need the big clubs yeah, yeah. to do it what are you going to do get North Melbourne versus Bulldogs and have 35,000
1: no, I... oh, regardless oh, of Carlton you, Chris, being down that... the bottom
0: of the ladder we've been getting you know, between 80 and 90,000 so I think that speaks volumes <laughs> and you know, hopefully we're on the improve and um come this time next year will be a real chance to win that'll be a red hot game
1: and that's fine look from from our our perspective it is two of the big clubs playing and and you're right the the member uh, sorry the um the crowd numbers are huge but for someone who like Robbie, who's not a um
0: i get he cult, wants to see a John's contest
1: that's fair he wants to see a contest and that so that it's an interesting discussion point i totally disagree I think Carlton need to maintain that with Richmond because like you said I mean a lot can happen Richmond have been one of the best sides in the comp for a long time and we've been one of the poorer sides give it two years that might even up a lot more and that this might be one of the great games that you see when they're you know a bit more even Or and a lot can happen and you know I wouldn't want to take away the game from Richmond in 10 years if we were winning one last well, of 10 consecutive games if on that night
0: if you think about the last 10 that they've won before that we had the uh the wood on them as well and we went through a big streak yeah we so did exactly right it's a bit of a pity that it doesn't sort of go you know win one team win the other team that is sort of you go on streaks so perhaps that's where he's getting at but who can predict that yeah
1: no hey it's a good hey it's a good discussion point
0: good discussion point Be interested to see what everyone else thinks but, i'd imagine it'd be pro blue though but
1: i'm uh yeah i i, I respectfully um disagree with grubby so that's that's my take on it. <laughs> all right, that's it for the game. Then. All right,
0: all right, Andy. Now we move on to clip or clap. Do you want to it start? It is my us favorite.
1: Off? My favorite segment.
0: I said it is your favorite, and it's basement famous around here.
1: <laughs> Very famous. Um, clip or clap. I'm going to go through the list, and you're going to give it a clip or a clap. Give it an explanation if you want to. Yep. But I'll start. Okay. Do Are it. You ready for it? I am ready. All right, Levi Casbolt. Big clap. Massive clap.
0: Yeah, went into the ruck and, you know, pretty much dominated. Kicked a couple of goals. Big, big clap.
1: 16 hitouts, um, which is pretty good, considering the top was uh, soldo with 25 and kicked the two goals. You're right. Matty Cruiser. We'll
0: go clip. That's pretty harsh. We can't give it a clap, though, can we?
1: You, you can't give it a clip, though.
0: Well, he got clipped. I'm giving him a clip. I... Clip or clap? This is an in, in between. There's no option for that.
1: There is grey area. I think when someone goes out in the first quarter, <laughs> you can give, you can. It's not a clip.
0: I'm is going to give clap? him a.
1: Do um, you I'm going to give him a clap? All right, because I love cruiser. <laughs> You're a bad man. It's McGovern.
0: Clip, but only yep. just. He was very close to being a clap. I'm going to give him a Maybe question him a bit before.
1: I'll give him a clip. Uh, Jack Silvani
0: clap i thought he looked you know reasonably polished held a good body position played smart kicked a couple didn't he
1: yeah he kicked uh, two goals one
0: yeah so i'm giving him a clap i thought he was actually pretty good low possession count but as we know that's not everything and influence no, on the game. And,
1: and we've touched on him a bit being that real kind of natural footballer and i thought um i thought he looked um uh, pretty good he's smart footy again um there was one thing I didn't like in the fourth quarter when he, he he gave it off when he could have just gone back and kicked the goal and I think that just goes to his, his nerves because he misses quite a few easy goals and he needed to go back and slot it you know, kicking three goals one as opposed to two goals one and he easily could have kicked that one in the last um, yeah wasn't a fan of that but I'll, I'll give him a clap as well Paddy Dow
0: I'll go clip, I was hoping for more
1: big clip for Paddy Dow in this game big big clip. Um, he had seven disposals. Did not look good at this, no, in this no game influence. at all. Nah. Um, it was disappointing because he looked... I think we gave him a, a pretty big clap for um, his game against Brisbane, was it? Yep. So, yeah, really disappointing game. Look, I think the season um, prematurely ending after this round was pretty lucky for Paddy Dow because I can't see how he would have got a game in round two. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. So, I think it's a bit lucky for Paddy Dow there. Uh, Mark Murphy.
0: I'm giving him a clap. I thought, although he did bomb it in some, you know, iffy disposal, I thought, by and large, he was good. Um, he did get plenty of it and had a f- couple of key moments to bring us back into the game. So, I'll give him a clap.
1: disposals? Yep. I'll give him a clip. I just... Um...
0: You weren't impressed, were you?
1: No, look, he's... Yeah, he got a lot of, you're right, he had a lot of disposal and he had some good moments, but the guy's a veteran uh, of the club. It's round one. He needed to stand up. He's an ex-captain and I didn't think, I thought he could have played a better game. So, I mean, you know, by other people's standards or by another player's standards, it's, it's a big clip, uh, big clap. But for Mark Murphy, I think that's a, a big clip. Uh, SPS?
0: Very, very big clap. Loud clap. clap. Yeah, we did That's touch him before. He just—he was the person in the back line when the ball spilled to ground that I wanted to yep. be near because he just didn't waste it and uh, set us up moving forward. He just very, very
1: polished. He just looks good in close. You, you trust him by foot. Um, a massive clap for uh, SPS. Uh, Kate Simpson.
0: That's an interesting one. I'll, uh, just a light clap, I guess, but this could have gone either way.
1: I didn't think Simpson was uh, was too bad. He had twenty disposals. Um, he's one of those players that I don't think he really has any. He doesn't have a, ever has have a terrible game. So I'll give him a, a very light a light clap as well. Um, I thought he was okay. Uh, Paddy Cripps,
0: big clap. Yeah, big definitely clap. a clap. As we said, he uh, did a lot of heavy lifting to bring us back, yep. especially after half time. Um, yeah, we we touched on it before, but I thought it was a really, really good game from him. Probably a bit underrated for you know how a lot of people would have assessed, but I'd I put that in probably his top 10 games that he's played for us, which yep. is a pretty big call.
1: That's a, big, that's a very big call. Uh, Liam Jones.
0: Clap. He'd almost go clip first half, clap second, but overall I'll go clap.
1: Yeah, look, he... Like we said, I don't think he could have done a lot on Rewalt. He um Rewalt was you know, he's a, had some pretty uh pretty good kicks to him that I don't think Jones could have done much about and I thought Jones um some of his disposal was good and I'll give him a uh a clap. Sam Doherty.
0: Clap. Absolutely. Um once again I thought with Cripps he was the other person that sort of helped, you know, bring us back into the game and just it's no surprise that the two co-captains are the ones that did that, but I thought they both stood up brilliantly together. And for the first game in over nine hundred, you know days, from him. yeah, he was. And he looked nimble. He looked fast. He looked yeah. agile. His disposal, a, of, you know, for most of the game, was very yep. good as well.
1: Let's and, touch on Doherty. Like you said, is it nine hundred games, and he, he's played a game?
0: Yep, he's played one game, and then this happens to him corona
1: it's, um, after
0: 900 days the rehabilitation getting back to it in perfect Nick plays one game in front of no audience and he's going to have to wait out for who knows how long now it's crushing isn't it for him
1: yeah no it really is it's, it's um, look I think from memory he also ran the furthest uh, than any other Carlton player um, I think meters you know,
0: gained, he would have been right up there too.
1: Yeah, he looked great. He had um twenty-six disposals. Um I thought yeah, I thought Doherty was really good and it just shows we, we said in the preseason he hasn't really missed a beat and Carlton can only be better obviously with him, but just with the fact that it gives Cripps that um, you know, additional kind of you know, support and and leadership because you can tell Doherty's is such a great leader. Yeah, he's a
0: thinking um, man, isn't he?
1: He is, he is. Uh, Sam Walsh?
0: A bit controversial, but I reckon I'm going to give him a clip on this one. I don't think he Ooh. met his uh, lofty standards. I didn't think he had much influence in the game. So it's probably a bit harsh, but I'm going to go a clip. And for a second-year player, that's probably even you know more harsh of me to do. But uh, we do have very high expectations and standards for him. So I just didn't think he was that influential in the game.
1: No, look, I'll give him a light clap. He had, um, I think, twenty or nineteen disposals, and um, yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Locky Plowman,
0: I'll give him a clap. It was a Locky Plowman game. What we expect from him, so yeah, I thought he was pretty good.
1: Yeah, geez, it's been a while since we watched the game, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what to give Plowman in that. He had seven disposals. Oh, I don't know. It's, oh, I don't know what to give one. him. Got to give us one. Give us I'm one, gonna give him a, one. I'm going to give him a clap. All no, right. sorry, clip. I'm going to give him a clip. Clip. Thank pardon. So he said one clip. clip, one clap. Okay. Jack Martin. Very obvious clap there. Four goals just... one 17 disposals. Unbelievable. The player we want. Uh, Jacob Wietering. Big clap. Big clap. No marks to Lynch, no goals to Lynch. Looks great. Yeah, Nick Lynch. Newman.
0: Lynch is coming into the season and looking in ripping form as yeah. well and sort of the player to take the competition by the scruff of the neck, at least you know, the the tall forward there, so I think probably favourite for the Coleman and to not yep. get near it. Yeah, what a what a performance.
1: Uh Nick Newman.
0: Clip. Now yeah, I'll get, bear with yeah, me I'll get, before his nope. injury. I mean clap for coming back on the ground after dislocating yep. your elbow. That's uh mm. that's courage. That's a I bit of did, toughness there didn't
1: think you'd come back after that to be honest no I didn't it's a, either it's a rough one
0: yeah because he did it pretty badly you could see it on the coverage where yeah. it was so absolute clap for his bravery coming back on but I didn't think he had a great game sort of leading up to that or even after that
1: yeah look um, he had 13 disposals down for him for that kind of role he plays off that back back line um, but yeah it's pretty hard when someone uh, kind of courageously comes back after such a kind of that's a nasty injury so yeah. I'll give him I'll give him a clip oh uh, no I'll give him a clap I'll give him a Jeez. clap because of the elbow you're flopping I'm, I'm not flopping I'm just <laughs> look off the, the few weeks have softened me um Zach Fisher
0: I'll go a clip what are your thoughts
1: um Fisher he had 17 disposals I thought he looked good at times I think um, the
0: second half he definitely came into the game but yeah. Uh, he was fairly unsighted that first half. And we I'm going to give him a up. clap.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give him a clap because I know we're, we've been we were tough on him for last year. I think he showed a few things during the game that kind of reminded me of, of um, 2018 when he had a really good season. So um, it's just really hard you know, when we haven't seen any more from Fisher. I thought he in the preseason he was good, so I'm kind of leaning towards towards clapping him and again
0: he was was injured as well so he played out the game I'm not sure what quarter that happened but he played it with a pretty serious ankle injury so yeah hats off to him for that Dave Cunningham I'm going to go just to clap yeah I thought uh, I thought he was a bit fumbly and sort of that cost us a couple of times but kicked a couple of goals and um, you know brought what we kind of hope he would especially on that forward line in replacement yeah, like, of Eddie Betts.
1: Yeah, like I said, yeah, you're replacing Eddie Betts, you kick two goals. Um, playing that kind of, you know, the role that he's brought in to do, two goals, I'll give him a, a very light clap. Uh, Jack Noons.
0: I'll give him a clap. I can, yeah, I'll give him a clap. I hadn't seen him a lot in some of those other games, I hadn't noticed him, but I certainly did more so this game and I think having that harder body in the midfield, I can understand why Carlton went out and got him. I wasn't unimpressed, so I thought he. I thought he was reasonable, so I'll give him a clap.
1: I'd have liked to have seen more disposals from him. He only had twelve for the game, but that goal that he kicked was great. Um, you know, it was that's. I mean, that's what we want from noons, isn't it? It's that, and that's what we need from all these kind of players that are playing through the midfielders to kick goals. So that was great to see, but he wasn't. know um, yeah, the twelve support.
0: 12 disposals yeah. surprised me a little bit. I thought he might I'll have had him, a bit I'll, more than that.
1: I'm going to give him a light clip. Um, Ed Kerne.
0: I'll go. It was, yeah, a light clap. He was, oh, you know what, I'll give, him, I'll give him a bit of a clip, actually. I'm going to I'm No, going to do he's an getting Andy. a clip from me. He's yeah, giving, I'm giving he's a clip.
1: giving 16 disposals. He underperformed. Which, again, we're playing... We're clipping him against what their standard is. I thought he had some bad um, disposals. Um I think it was in the second quarter. He had a a kick under no pressure whatsoever, which I brought up before, to Casbolt and missed the target. And, um, you know, if you're going to get 16 disposals, you know, Ed usually racks up a lot, so you can kind of forgive some of those um, poor kicks at times. But when you're getting 16 disposals and you're missing four targets, you're getting a clip from me. Gibbons.
0: Ooh, you go first on this one. I'm going to try to refresh my memory.
1: He had seven disposals. yeah. I just I really like Gibbons Um, I know I've been saying it like I thought the game against Fremantle the preseason game he was awesome he just shows a lot of maturity in the games Um, I I noticed in the uh, second quarter I think it was second or third quarter like he he got the ball but and he takes a tackle where a lot of the players will try and dish off dish it off when they get tackled which always turns into a, a turnover but you know Gibbons is one of those players. It's played enough football that he knows to actually take the tackle and let it go to ground, let it be a ball up. You know, I love seeing that kind of stuff. However, given his kind of um, preseason games where he,
0: we thought he was them, ready to light it up, didn't
1: ready we? to light it up. Um, I'll give him a clip because seven
0: disposals isn't up to it. Yeah, I was and uh, my notes as well. And uh, I had him down yeah. to give him a clip. So, yep, proper clip. Will field clip as well. In Clip. a similar sort of vein, I guess so. six
1: disposals. Is that all he had? Six disposals,
0: and they weren't great at that anyway. Yeah. Well,
1: I've got written down, like I said earlier, that you know, a bomb into the Ford Fifty under no pressure. So that's that's one out of his six disposals. Um, no, I thought Catterfield was ordinary, and this is what we kind of keep coming back to. We need set. Cedarf- we need these players like Setterfield, your Gibbons, your Fisher, your Dow. Um, to have these kind of bigger games, these players that are and SPS that are need to push up. That's I where think Aaron Fisher's
0: gonna come from.
1: Yeah, and I think Fisher's I'm more confident in Fisher and SPS obviously. But I mean Dow and Setterfield um Cetterfield particularly, he um I don't I don't think he's had a great uh didn't have a great game against Frio in the preseason. A bit better against Brisbane, I think we I think we agreed on, but um look if you're gonna again he's a bit like Dow if if we played round two as per the normal schedule I don't think he I mean I don't know the things I don't know who comes in to replace him, but I don't know if he he gets a game I think he gets a game over Dow though because I thought Dow was uh a bit worse than Setterfield all
0: right next no that's it
1: that's it is it you've done it clip or clap done clip or clap done I so think we we, were,
0: we agreed on some of them
1: well there and there were some that you know, given a bit of time's past, it's, um, yeah. It makes it a bit tricky, doesn't it? Pl- particularly Plowman was a tough one for me. I'm just sort of
0: viewing that as it was just a typical Plowman game where he generally gets the job done, nothing flashy and doesn't stand out, so... Yep. I can't remember otherwise.
1: All right, Chris, so you got any uh, discussion points for me?
0: We'll touch on the injuries now, as you've we've mentioned. Cruiser broken fifth metatarsal. That's going to be up to four months. You know, he's yep. probably happy that... Uh, we're in a pause at the moment in terms of playing. Can't take a trick, can he?
1: No. And I, he can't. And oh, he's, forget, what, he's 30... What that was, it was... He missed, he's essentially missed... Oh, I forget what was the... Was four seasons or so? It was massive. Um, I'm trying to think, was it played 200 or something? It was Has he missed 79 games or is that too... I, it sound I think too it was high, about but,
0: that. I think it was about four the equivalent of four seasons. worth. That's
1: well, it's outrageous, isn't yeah. it? I mean... And you really, like I said, you really feel for the guy because that guy always gives 110. Heart and soul. Yep. Heart and soul. He's heart and soul of Carlton, and um, you know, I'm uh, yeah, it's really disappointing to see. But who else have we got? Out Newman, obviously, with that elbow. With how is he gonna miss?
0: Just with Cruiser. It's a bit of a worry because he's not getting younger, and his body no. has been battered around. Yeah. So that's you right. wonder how much football is actually left for him. Yeah, Or injury-free football, anyway. Yeah, Nick yeah. Newman, dislocated elbow, and that's up yep. to 10 weeks, supposedly. So, you know, it probably won't matter so much. And, you know, you don't run on your elbows, so you can maintain fitness. Yeah. It's just disappointing. And then we go another injury from the game is Fisher the syndesmosis, and he's going to be up to four weeks in a moon boot before he then gets uh, training again. So that's three pretty significant injuries from the one game or the first game of the season it's a worry yeah. isn't it
1: well considering that we already had a pretty heavy injury list i'm looking at the list at the moment um you know prior to the game we obviously had eddie betts with the calf injury charlie kerno with the knee Brody camp who was never going to play this year mccready who was touch and go with a hamstring Marchbank with the knee mckay with the groin who was going to miss probably a month and um and then you add on Cruiser Newman and Fisher, it's a shocking injury list for the start of the year.
0: Yeah, I don't great. think
1: there are too many teams. And I've look, I've had a look through every team's injury list. Um, you know, I know Essendon and Collingwood have um, some pretty bad injuries as well. But when you're talking about Betts, Kerno, you know, uh, Marchbank, Mackay, Cruiser. Newman Fisher all blokes that will play in the 22 um, that's just it's a massive massive disadvantage at the start of the season so you know my kind of uh, thing to you Christian is is this delay in the season maybe the best thing for us
0: I don't think it's going to hurt us is it we've got no yeah a lot of key injuries and here's a chance for them to come back without missing weeks so yeah yeah I think it probably does help us Mm. and when we do come back everyone's going to be out of touch anyway because they'll have missed so much football so I think it probably does help us from a selfish sort of Carlton point of view
1: yeah I think it does yeah I mean you look at teams like Brisbane and and Adelaide and uh, a few of those others that uh, I think Brisbane actually injury free and Richmond I think to a degree were injury free as well they had a few um, yeah no, they didn't. They had a few they had a few pride around one that were that were a bit touch and go, but uh is one of them who ended up playing. So, you know, I think it might be a it's a blessing in disguise to a degree, selfishly for Carlton, because you know, these are all injuries that by the time we probably do end up playing football, these players should be should be fit or should be fit from the up. Uh, from the injury whether or not they're conditioned or or match fit that's obviously a totally different thing but what's your what's your view on Ed Kerner, uh, on Charlie Cano?
0: Well, yeah, interesting you mentioned it because I've just had a thought. We've kind of just accepted that he's going to be out for a long time. But yeah. if you review sort of the timeline of what's happened to him, I don't know. I've got my bullshit meter sort of goes off and I'm not quite sure where to take it or what it, what it means, but look, I'll just I'll just tell you. Ligament damage in round 15 versus Fremantle in June dislocates yep. his kneecap in October playing basketball the same knee then he fractures his kneecap slipping on a tile walking up stairs in November and then he's just had surgery to remove some wires that are holding his knee together and sticking into his quad is first he... is football related then basketball and then walking up stairs or slipping on a tile mm. I, 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 yeah, I don't great know what, is it
1: well, what are you what are you getting at? What you, I'm not sure what I'm getting at. Is that's there a the conspiracy thing. theory you're trying to unveil, or
0: no? Nah, look, there were some rumors about, uh, you know, the screw being put by the surgeon in the wrong way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the one about that's
1: sticking it. into his quad. No,
0: nah, it's just originally. I think they then had to maybe take it out and put it back in properly. I'm not sure. That's speculation. But the timeline just doesn't really add up to me. That's the heck of a coincidence. All those things happening. So. I don't know, it's yeah. just disappointing as a twenty three year old, you know, tall forward He should be coming into his prime. Um, yeah, he's gonna miss a lot of football.
1: I'll worry, worry about I'll worry about Charlie Kerno because you're right, there there's some injuries that um, it's obviously he's quite injury prone. And it it's kind of a little bit like Marchbank in a way. It worries me that um, you know, such high talents and 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 high draft picks, but I hope we don't look back in fifteen years and have you know what could have been what could have been. You know, yeah. Did they play under a hundred? You know, can you imagine? You know, your March Bank or your your Charlie Kerno playing under a hundred games for Carlton? I'm not yeah. saying that's going to be the case, but that that's with these kind of injuries, you kind of fear it, especially because they're such high talents, particularly Charlie Kerno it would be devastating. So you're right, it's something that we should be concerned about and let's hope that um he's got it kind of it's out of the system and he goes um kind of injury free for a while, but as it's, we know, it's generally not the case.
0: No, and it's a lot for a knee to take as well. So, you know, yeah. you're looking sort of the short term, the medium term and the long term fit up. Uh, we seem to have a few of those players that are injury plagued and we got Andrew Russell over to, to help with that. Um I'm not sure yeah. we've seen the fruits of his labor just yet
1: not yet but i mean you know you're talking there like a dislocation of a knee a fracture of a kneecap like you, you're talking some pretty big and substantial injuries for someone who is a high jumping forward who relies i mean the knee is probably the most important thing in terms of football isn't it i mean yeah. there's probably what what could be worse you know maybe an ankle that kind of that chronic well, ankle injury grounded or what,
0: cooter when he did his posterior yeah. ligament, he was never yep. the same athletic player that he, no, he wasn't. that he was beforehand. He had to change his game style to be sort of yep. more, you know, in and under, and but he never got that athleticism back. And I just hope no, that didn't. doesn't happen to Charlie because he's got that Eddie, in spades.
1: So what about any bets, Obviously, with the injury, just prior to round one.
0: Yeah, well, it's the old the old man injury, isn't it? The calf. So it's not a great yeah. sign when you you're in your thirties. And yeah, no. you're doing a calf. I think it was a training too, wasn't it? So, Yep. Which, yeah, look, it posed the question, and you're we, not going to be able to answer this properly, but could Eddie Betts have possibly played his last game for Carlton or is he not going to play another game for Carlton since he's come back? And I'll put that to you on a couple of fronts because depending on how long this season goes for, mm. but also there might be a reduction in club lists, which we'll touch on a bit later, but... That's the question for you, and I've spoken too long.
1: Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's a terrible you know, that thought, school- isn't it? Well, it's a school of thought is that for all players who are, you know, all sportsmen, I you know, whether it be basketball or hockey or all these sports, not playing it, you know, it technically can drag your career on because you're not getting that stress, but from from kind of Eddie Betts' point of view, I know we got him on to play this year. We didn't know if it was going to go beyond next year, but we knew that we signed him and he signed with us, sorry, under the proviso that there would be an opportunity at Carlton post his playing career to do something. So it's kind of, it's one of those things. I think that, I'd like to think that it's possible that he can play another year physically, but it's whether or not, you know, he had in his mind that he wanted to play a year with Carlton this year to then go into this, you know, mentally... This was his last year, and he wanted to go in and and do something else. So I think that's kind of, I don't know how to answer it. Whether or not you know, it's it's a it's a thing that he was planning on doing just for a career perspective, and I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, we're not going to be sure, are we? Fingers crossed, it's not the case. No, look, before. I think
1: Eddie's the kind of bloke that would I think would be right to play next year physically I think he's, he's been pretty lucky with injuries touch wood This a uh, quad's never a good one but um, you Carf. know sorry sorry calf is calf beg your pardon calf is never a good injury to have um, it's one of those ones that kind of can reoccur quite a bit and so it's a hard one to to kind of um, to heal so I don't know it's up to Eddie to to what he was kind of planning to do or but I think physically it'd be right to play another year next year
0: all right well, before we uh, move on, I've just uh, got a couple of observations and a question as such from one of the fr- good friends of the show, Chole. Yep. So, Chole, yep. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she poses the questions about umpire microphones and if we are to go back and start playing again with no crowds, are the umpire mics too loud? Yeah, I think they they annoy are. the hell out of you?
1: They annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think that's, that's a lesson for them to learn, isn't it?
1: Yeah, turn it down. Out. I don't want to, I don't want to, it kind of takes away from it a little bit and I don't know it's a bit of a stitch up for the players I think because when those mics are that loud you're gonna pick up um, you're gonna pick up their their thoughts to the decision so I don't know it's when there's no crowd it, I don't mind when you can when there's a, a normal game going on you can hear the crowd it's it's kind of it's very interesting to hear snippets of the umpire Occasionally, so you're like, oh, I mean, you can kind of understand yeah. maybe why a decision was made. I don't want to hear it all the time. I don't want to hear them talking all the time. No, turn them down. All right,
0: and I'll leave you with one more from Trollay, um, mm. and it's about coaching, and she said, due to no crowd, there appears to be an increase of leaders within teams coaching on the field. Will this be something beneficial moving forward? And I guess that's on the assumption that there will be no crowds so the base the, the teams with the better leaders On field Do they have an advantage Particularly now
1: I don't No I don't think so I think That um I don't know It's, it's, it's a good You're question you No no I think it's a good question But I don't think that I, mean, I think too many leaders On the field Is not a good thing
0: But did you see it with Richmond though They looked very organised And you could see each You know But each I think, line. I think
1: Richmond are organised anyway Because I think it Richmond are, are well coached and they're well drilled into what they need to do. Um, I don't know if to, is the question is there t- too many leaders on the field. Is that going to become a thing? No, just what?
0: with the with the coaching that the players can do now, where there's I guess lower noise crowd and they have the ability to properly, you know, like a training session would be. And those who yeah, better structured and better those, leaders. You know
1: what? It's one of those things where it's is there too many too many cooks in the cooks in the kitchen you know that's probably sometimes a bad thing uh maybe you just need to have those leaders that are are designated that generally do um kind of do it that that makes it a lot easier to kind of follow if you have too many people yelling about and it's you know it's a lot more audible and all that kind of stuff i I don't know if that's going to make things a bit more confusing and potentially for for a lot of sides
0: and just a follow-up onto that one, I guess. With no crowd being there, did that hinder our revival and our momentum in the third quarter? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because I mean we got we got to within eighteen points. Well, I mean, was oh, less than that. Who kicked it? Was it? No, no, we got to within eighteen. Rioli kicked the goal pretty much on the siren to put it out to twenty-four.
0: I thought we got within two goals.
1: Was it two goals? Yeah. I thought I'd I down yeah. three goals. Yeah, oh, well, that massive difference then.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, um, questions, Charlie. Yeah, free right on, again. What do you else got for me, Chris?
0: All right, I'm going to hit a contentious uh, discussion at the moment, and it surrounds membership refunds. So both mm. AFL oh, and yeah. club membership refunds. Yep. Where do you stand on this? Because obviously you've got two opposing camps. Some, some are happy with just considering this as a donation. They want to support their club. They want to make sure their yeah. club survives and, you know, it continues... And then others are saying, "Well, you know what? I'm not getting what I'm paying for here, so I deserve a refund." And then you've obviously got different circumstances. Some people are doing a lot tougher than others now. But you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah. What What do you think Carlton should do? What do you think the AFL should do?
1: I just think that it it should be treated base, you know, by basis by basis kind of thing. Um, you know, there obviously it's such an unprecedented time that we're we're in at the moment, and you know, people have put their money up for for the clubs, and and there are you know at the moment people are losing their jobs, and people don't have a lot of money, and people have have you know children to feed, so it's it's hard to to say because I think you should have the option to get your money back potentially, but like Eddie McGuire said um, last week, I think it was that you know that money that is probably being put towards a club from, you know, for a 2020 membership, you know, potentially has been spent already on what clubs are going through and they're losing a lot of staff as well. But I think at the end of the day, sport is a um, is a luxury that we have. It's not an essential, you know, I mean, we can argue that it's an essential part of life, but it's not. Um, and I think that if people are doing it hard, um, then, the, you know, I'd like to think the clubs would um, be able to to refund you know, some of that money, or offer some sort of thing where it's beneficial for for the for the member, where they roll that into next year, or give them the option, or whether it's a refund. Yeah. You know, if you give a full, you know, a lot of people pay a lot of a lot of money. If yep. you Give a if you give a full refund, and that member can then give a small contribution to the club. So it's a bit of a win-win. But yeah, I think that um, I think that you know, necessities in life during this kind of time come before. Footy, even though I understand that footy a business and that's how they thrive. So, what do you think?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a very tough one. It's a very tough one. And I guess the way I look at it is, you could, you know, say, well, you've made that commitment. You know, you've previously outlaid that money, and I guess that direct debit over the months, you know, over multiple months, becomes a bit of an issue there. But you have made a commitment to give that money. You've put it. Yeah, but forward. times have change though. Oh, of course, this I is... have.
1: So, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's tricky. And look, anybody needs that money. Obviously, football isn't their priority. And if you're really struggling, I'd hope the club would give hand back that money. Um, yeah. I'd like to think that perhaps that you know those who sort of need it still, but it's not they're not desperate for it. That you know their 2021 membership might be complimentary because the club needs cash now, and that's the uh, the hard part with cash flow. Yeah. They need club, like, it's, it's dive for them. I think they've laid off 75% of the stuff. But wouldn't stuff. that mean they
1: need the cash next year as well, though?
0: It will, but you just got to get, you've got to get through this, though. You've got to get through this, so yeah. next year sort of becomes something you look at later. Um,
1: well, well, I think the AFL are doing as much as they can to ensure the survival of all 18 clubs.
0: Yeah, well, the well, they've got a yeah. $600 million loan, but they'll have to pay that back at some stage, and it's lucky they've got the asset in Marvel Stadium to use yeah. but times are tough. This is the cash flow is a is a big thing and we're talking seventy five percent of Carlton positions you know made redundant. It's hefty, but uh I guess if you can afford it, give your money to the club. It becomes a donation. You, there might not be football this year. Who knows? Yeah. But um if you can afford it, keep it there because I mean in terms of passions we probably don't have much more than the Carlton Football Club or there aren't too many things ahead of that. So
1: and look, and do, you want a, do you want a full season, Chris? I, sorry, do, you, do you want this season to go on? Or should we just nip it in the bud?
0: I don't know. I think you know the community health is paramount and then we can reconsider there. That's that's what I'm focused oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's no,
1: important... sorry. Bar all that, if, if we're free to play in three months, should we play? Or yeah, should I'd we wait? It. I'd love to see footy. Of course I do. Uh, yeah, of should... course. Cool. I mean, of course we would. But I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of the it's hard because I want to see footy more than anything more than anything but um, I don't really want you know if, if it gets to where are we now we're in we depends um, on what, in the April the expense comes want, at yeah exactly right and I don't think it's as easy as you know people saying we push it back because there are other sports and there's other um, television contracts in and it gets to pretty
0: hot that, come November December yeah
1: exactly right you don't want to be playing um, I don't know I, I think maybe we, there has to be some sort of you know, change up where there's some sort of footy, but it's not a regular season where there's no. I don't know. I know Buckley came out and said that he'd be happy to win a, a premiership with an asterisk next, asterisk next to it. Um, I don't know. I I I don't love it. And I think we discussed a couple of pods ago that, you know, the NBA um, have had a few seasons where there's been lockouts and things like that. And I think the the championship has been tainted by those lockouts where there hasn't been the regular you know, number of games, and I wouldn't want to see that with any any club or any supporters. I think um, wouldn't be, I don't I wouldn't be happy with it. Not that we're in a position to be winning any Premiership at the moment, but um, I'd like to see some sort of revamp of the game, almost like a you know, um, whether it's practice matches at suburban grounds or or some sort of game. But I don't think we can play out a normal um, a season where there's a Premiership Cup. In my yeah. opinion
0: we'll see and look it depends on how many compromises have to be made if the games yeah. get significantly shortened and you know then yeah it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse season and maybe you don't award the premiership but I think people still want to see footy yeah so, absolutely you know, and absolutely. talk about the AFL landscape you know yep. how will this situation change it you know we've got the short term and the long term and I guess you know, we probably don't have enough time to discuss these deeply but first one is this yeah. talk of a reduction of list size so players will you know effectively be cut so if that's the case and I think there's talk about dropping them to you know 35 or so which would be probably 10 or so off your yep. list um, you know well, what do you do are they the more likely to be the older players the younger players and that's sort of I suppose it what depends it your
1: team to? is doesn't it like I mean if you're someone like a Carlton who's not quite in that um, upper ech- echelon of their of the, um, ladder then you probably the older players are the ones that get cut because the younger ones are the future but if you're all vying for a premiership you know you'd be probably holding on to some of those older players that can make that impact you know right here right now
0: and it seems crazy we're talking that but yeah i guess that's why i raised that eddie betts question earlier too because he's probably more expendable than than others on the list anyway yeah. that's a that's a really big discussion we'll wait for further confirmation before we uh, try yeah, to dissect absolutely. that at all um, yep. obviously there's been an increase in player interaction and fan engagement you like to yeah, see that yeah it's been awesome
1: yeah it's been great especially the Carlton FC stuff um, you know getting an insight into some of the players there was something on Casbolt um, the other day from home with the kids and him eating bread it's just interesting to see you know get a bit more of a insight into into the players so I thought that's that's pretty awesome. I think they're doing a great job, and you know a lot of the other uh, Carlton media kind of people, uh, you know, other podcasts as well, like Blue Abroad and all those kind of guys, pumping out a lot of content. It's awesome to see. So I think it's uh, keeping us all a bit engaged, and I think we should keep doing it because you know we all love footy. That's why we're doing it. And yeah, you know, not, yeah. not as
0: good as a live game, but better than nothing nah, that's for sure. And it'll be yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be i think it'll be something that'll uh change based on this that the future will get more of this that the expectations expectations will be there to do it because they've been well received so yeah it'll create some change and hopefully some good you know longer term change there
1: yeah no i mean look i don't think i'll ever say that there's too much carlton content because there can never be enough
0: all right so we move on to the aflw season and it mm. feels a bit tragic to to talk about yeah. this but um it is a tragedy. How, it's how unfortunate for the girls!
1: It's terrible. It's. Um, I think we said last pod, um, it, it hadn't come to this yet, had it? it was, no, no. It was basically that they were going to um,
0: bring redo how they did the final
1: and... series. Yeah, exactly. So, but now they can't even. They don't have the opportunity to play into a or any further games and don't get a chance at the grand final. So, um, Doing devastating. All that hard work.
0: You know, the commitment yeah. over the pre season, cracking in during yeah. the during the year and then to to win five games in a row, one of those, you know, the first round of the finals, we were in red yep. hot form. They were uh, they were gonna give the premiership a real tilt and it would have been our first premiership in a long time since ninety five, so Yeah, I know. Yeah it's just yeah, it's a pity. And they were looking very good.
1: Just a lazy twenty five years. Um yeah, and then says the other thing. I mean, I know we're all devastated with the AFL, you know, with the men's that it, you know, it finished round after round one. But, you know, it's more devastating, you know, that the AFLW are in the finals. So they've had all that build up and they've earned where they're at. And they don't even get to, uh, and a competition
0: that started from scratch not that many years ago either.
1: No, and had a couple of weeks to to finish it, and they don't even get that opportunity. So, in a way, it's more heartbreak when it's later in the season yeah. when they've when they've earned it. So, yeah, it's devastating for the AFLW because they were just the Carlton team were they were awesome.
0: They were great to watch. There's a yeah. real cohesion amongst the mum. They put in a fabulous season. So congratulations, ladies. You know we'll, we'll never know what might Australian? have happened. Australian? Yeah, All so we'll leap. Li- we'll leave it on a positive note so the Australian squad's come out and I think it's a squad of 40 players and Carlton mm-hmm. had four players nominated for that so the captain Karen Harrington Maddie Presbask yep. Taylor Harris and Georgia G you know Where's well this, done ladies yeah. and there's a f- fair chance you know Where's three Darcy? or four of those will get in no she missed out even though she had a great season and particularly oh, the, uh, rubbish. the end of the season but um, good on them and hopefully they make that final team
1: yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I hope all those girls stay together because it's a it's a really exciting uh, Carlton team.
0: Yeah, yeah. All over the park, we've recruited well, especially with some of the younger players that have come in. And like I said before, there's some real cohesion, and they they want to play with each other and they like each yeah. other. You can really see that. It's uplifting. Yeah,
1: and I, I think they, I think they will stay together. And does this mean anything for just in, in general terms, away from the AFLW? Does it mean that contracts? It's a bit awkward. I mean, we've got Levi for another year, but that's that's it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, look we'll discuss it. I think we'll have to do a separate pod to, to think about think that. We we've will, got a yeah. bit more clarity, but um yeah, I'm not sure where that sits at the moment.
1: And just a bit of um food for thought. Yep. We should have played Essendon this round, Thursday night at the G. Yeah.
0: I don't want to hear that, that. Hurts. that hurts a lot. That hurts. Hurts yep. a lot. Especially if we had a couple of wins. Uh oh well so, I so appreciate missed, it more
1: missed the bu- Bulldogs game and now it's the um, it would have been Essendon, and I would have been confident with those two teams that we would have given a red hot crack and had a win so hopefully it would have been two and one but we would have done know, the Dons would have done the Dons we would have done the Dons 99 all over again
0: yeah and I guess you know before we finish up the show we need to acknowledge the Northern Blues or the Preston Football yeah. Club the yep. Bull Ants um, what, a, what a sad thing to happen
1: it is yeah it's um, I like we said we're in unprecedented times, and unfortunately, these things happen. And yeah, it's it's devastating that you know all these clubs have lost so many you know staff and personnel, and and then we have to to break that with with Preston, Old, or the Old northern Club. blues. And yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: So yeah, our thoughts are with the you know, those current players, former players, coaches, medical staff, the volunteers that they relied on. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a sad occasion. Yep. All right, Andy, I reckon that just about does us. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for joining. See you next time on
1: The Blue Baggers.